LSG Media presents a Game of Thrones podcast. Hope you guys are excited as I am to be talking about HBO's hit television series, A Game of Thrones. I gotta tell you, I am very excited. My name is Dean. I hope you guys are doing well. Joining me is the most awesome sub-host in all of Westeros, and that That's is right. Jessica. How you doing, Jessica? Doing good. I'm pumped up. I'm so excited. I watched a bunch of season five previews. Um, you know, the little trailers that they release and yeah. they all got me really excited and there are some good ones out there. Very cool. Yeah. And come to find out, this is not our first go at a Game of Thrones. We once upon a time had an old Game of Thrones show that uh, was all lost due to catastrophic computer failure, which was my fault. But now that we have a trusty online backup cloud thing, that's never going to happen again. So uh, if this is your first time joining us, hello. This will be your first experience with us, and we hope you stick around. And if you like what you hear, you got to check out our other shows, a science fiction film podcast. We have a, a Walking Dead podcast and now a Game of Thrones podcast, and probably some more podcasts coming in the future if all goes as planned. But enough about that shit. Let's talk about what's going to be going on. What to expect from this show is this. There's going to be spoilers. Hi. This uh, is a recap duh. show. We're going to talk about the episodes a after lot. they air. We're going to spoil the shit out of them. Now, I have only read the first three books, so now I don't know what the hell to expect, which is going to be great because now we're going to be able to predict things and speculate and I can't play dumb like I used to. I can actually go, hmm, that seems like a legitimate theory when I actually know the answers. Now I don't know the answers, so that's going to be unique. Good. I'm glad. I didn't like when I said things like, I love the viper and he'll never die and you just laugh to yourself and i said i know he's so good isn't he <laughs> enjoy him you just made me love him more enjoy him while you can because he's not going to be around much longer so yeah that's the way it's going to go down and uh we weren't sure we we're going to do a, have a chance to do a season four recap episode but we are because uh, the only thing in the feed right now is a three minute episode that just says hi how you doing this is what we have and now we're gonna we're gonna talk about season four we're going to kind of go through some of the locations, some of the characters, so everybody knows where they left off, what to uh, expect, or at least what we think we can expect, and uh, get everyone all primed up and ready for season five. So without further ado, we should probably jump right off into this, and uh, why don't we do that? So we've got a few notes we've written down here. We've got a couple, a couple of different a couple. notes. A couple yes. of things. A couple of little notes we want to get through. And uh, why don't we do this? How about this? You tell me what you want to start to talk about first. What what grabbed you and just made you say, this is important. Let's let's talk about this right now. Well, I want to save King's Landing for last because that's the best. So away with that. So you know, so we'll go by location, I guess. Yeah, so. let's go by location. Okay. Let's talk about the Khaleesi and Marine and let's talk about her first. Awesome. Let's do it. So season four was an interesting season for Danny. What did you think about her? What did you think about her in season four? I didn't love Danny. This wasn't her best season. You didn't, was there a season that you thought was better? Everyone other than this one. Really? You weren't a huge fan? I just think that there was so much other really good stuff going on that like sometimes you go to Danny and you'd be like, oh no, but I really want to still be in King's Landing because yeah. so much shit is going on. Right. So it was tough. It's tough because she's so far removed from everything sure. that's going on. And I think soon we're going to see things start to come together, which I'm really excited for. So I don't think it was Danny's best season. Yeah, I liked her. I thought she did. I thought I, I didn't mind the uh, whole Essos thing. I didn't mind it so much. But I but I think you're onto something in that it wasn't like 
I kind of felt like I kept waiting for something big to happen. Yeah, nothing. Do you big know what did. I'm saying? Um, I mean, I again, I kind of had a feeling where things were going to go last time around, but I kept waiting for that big moment to happen. So let's talk about it. What were some of her big moments? I think, I think Danny for me, it was kind of just the growing pains of leadership. Like it isn't just about conquering anymore; it's about leadership. And you know, that's something that is echoed in the whole King's Landing thing when Tywin's trying to teach Tommen about what makes a good king. Right. You know, well, wisdom, great. It's not strength. It's not this because this guy got killed this way. This guy got killed this way. And I think that was mirrored in the Danny story as she was once a conqueror, as she's trying to get her army, she's part of the whole Cal Drogo crew. You know, now she's got 17 different names. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Mother of the ocean, green grass, you know, whatever the hell they call her. All these different Khaleesi things. Khaleesi of the mountains. Yeah, Khaleesi of the mountains. Yeah. Blonde, you know, leader of the blonde women. I, I don't know. <laughs> she's got all these crazy titles. Freer of slaves, breaker of chains. Yeah. All that jazz. But not raper of dames. No, that's somebody else that's that we'll get to. That's Jamie Lannister. <laughs> He's the raper of dames, not the breaker of chains. Aww. So listen. So she, this, this season for her was kind of like, I've decided not to go to Westeros just yet. I need to rule because things are unruly. She has that whole, she has those episodes where the people are coming to see her and they're like, oh, my goats. And then, and then the very touching, that was, that was like super emotional. And then the issue she's having with her dragons where Drogon's off doing his thing while she locks the other two up because they're out of control. Mm -hmm. And that one's just like, you know. (laughs) He's just flying around somewhere killing babies. Like no big deal. Yeah. He's just pulling a smog. He's just pulling a smog. Flying around fucking shit up. That's what you do. You're a dragon. What does he expect? He's going like, to eat has people. Has anyone seen Drogon? What's his name? Drogon? Drogon or something. D-R-O-G-O-N, I believe. Anyone seen that guy? They're all like, nope. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Lost a dragon. Nothing like the black dragon of the family. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, he's just cruising around, torching the countryside, as dragons do. But you have to expect that, right? He's a fucking dragon. Yeah, I know. I, I mean... Listen, if you want to have pet dragons, just know that they're going to be dragons. They're not going to act like humans or like, you know, kittens. They're going to act like dragons. True. Let's just be honest. So, yeah, we see this whole growing pains thing. And then we see a few other things with Danny. We see this growing relationship with Dario Naharis. He's really handsome. Yep, he I've is. decided I'm really on the new Dario bandwagon. She's like, take off your clothes. And he does. Okay. He gets <laughs> I'm her, not complaining. He, 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 and then you get this whole relationship blossoming and this weird rivalry between Jora and everyone. Yeah. Because there's a scene early in the season where they're they're both holding the swords and she's like, why are we stopped? It's because these two knuckleheads, him and Grey Worm, oh, yeah, are yeah. involved in that test of will. Grey Worm wants to bang the other chick though. But he's missing a pillar and stuff. Yeah, he just wants to, I don't know. I was going to say something super inappropriate and I'm not even going to go there. Dude, it is an explicit podcast. In case you haven't noticed, you know, I don't know. It, it, once in a while you may hear something like this. Fuck the king. Yeah, just as a warning. It's not for children, not for kitties, but no. neither is Game of Thrones. So Yeah, if your young child is watching Game of Thrones. You're awesome. That's probably crazy. How do you explain it? If you're the parent of a young child watching Game of Thrones, you're also awesome. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, the pillar and the stones are missing. At least we assume so. We don't really know the ins and outs no, of Grey Worm's anatomy. We don't. We don't. And maybe we're going to find out next season. It's possible. I think I saw those two, like, together you, you, yeah, in yeah. one of the previews. Yeah, they had, they had, they definitely had some moments where he, he kind of slowly pops out of the water like a creep, and she's naked. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just watching you, trying to speak your tongue. You look good, sexy, naked girl. <laughs> 
Too bad I don't have pillar and stones. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I do I do see some stuff going on there. We had Danny. She'll she will answer justice with justice, and she nails up all the slave people. One yes. of them wasn't even guilty. Whoops! Mm-hmm. Uh, when the guy goes to her throne room and he's like, uh, "You crucified him," and she's like, "Oh, whoops, sorry. sorry." That's when she learned, like, hey, like you say, like learning about leadership and stuff. Like Danny does all this stuff, and all of a sudden she's like, "I am totally unprepared to go to Westeros and rule." Glad I figured it out now. Right. And and she should be totally unprepared to rule. Here she was getting pimped out by Viserys. Oh, what? Our stupid brother? And the one who got the golden crown. What a douche. Right. Getting pimped out by this guy. Then she's this essentially a slave to Cal Drogo. Yeah, but she loved him. Oh, I know. Eventually. After, you know, the initial slavery. Kind of like Stockholm Syndrome loved yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> something we talk about often on the show, I feel. And then... She's just thrust into this position of all this power because she's Targaryen. And we're like, okay, she's going to rule, I guess. So, yeah. So she's making mistakes. But I like that. I like that she's making mistakes. I think it means, make no mistake about it. Game of Thrones is good at making three-dimensional, morally gray characters. And it's good that she's making mistakes. Mistakes that have cost lives. It makes her more interesting. I agree. I like that there's some ferocity in her. We see that. Targaryen blood come out a little and she's like we're just gonna nail them all up on signposts that'll work just her reaction and I just watched the finale which is why this is fresh in my mind when the guy comes back and he says he wants to go back to working for his former like slave master that's because a great moment that's all he's known he was basically like a teacher and he lived with them and he almost felt like part of the family and he's like please let me go back and she's like uh hell no I freed you so you could be free and he's like Listen, I get treated by shit by young kids. Let me go live with my slave master who at least treated me good. Right. And it's interesting, huh? It, it's interesting how she is like so like she can't see the fact that, yes, the slavery is bad, but maybe work contracts and things of that nature is the way to go. That was brilliant, by the way. I like, loved when she came up with that one year contract. That's thing. what she's got to do is like see the the in between. And, and that's what she's learning because. To her, it's like so black and white, like this is wrong and I'm going to stop it. And she's not seeing the middle ground of things. Yeah. She can't be expected to have the perspective of a slave who's old. Yeah. She's this young, willful, powerful woman who's on this destiny. She's on this mission to do what she wants to do, which is restore her family's honor and take the seat where she thinks she's supposed to take the seat, which is the Iron Throne. Yeah. But. She'd look good on it. I think it's. I think so. Thumbs up. You you think that's going to happen? Maybe eventually. I think eventually the the only way this this show can end is with her on the Iron Throne. We'll see. Out of anybody, you we'll don't see. know, so don't say it like we'll you know. See. If you say it like you know, <laughs> damn you! Who are you, George R. R. Martin? Did you <laughs> call him up on the phone and ask him like who wins? I have bad news. These books will not be done before the show. All the book readers are mad. <laughs> what was I saying? So she can't be. Ex- so the perspective of you know what it reminds me of, and I think we've probably talked about this before, but it reminds me of when. An old, old man gets out of prison. He's like, now what the fuck do like I do? Like Shawshank? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. He's like, now what do I do? Get a job? By the way, prison actually doesn't prepare you for that shit. Probably not going to get a job. Probably not going to get a job at 70. So yeah, this guy's like, I want to go allow myself to sell myself. So then, yeah. So all these little things that she's learning. Yeah. 
So I like that. And then she has the personal growth in her relationships. The relationships with the Ario and Harris. Yeah, but what about Jorah? I know. We love Jorah here, if you've never listened to this podcast before, especially Dean. But Khaleesi, I've protected you forever. I didn't mean to spy on you. He does always talk like so, that, too. Yeah, he's always like, I am a That's how he talks. <laughs> I'm probably going to be in trouble. Now, yeah. and now he's just becoming Yogi Bear, you know? That was kind of awkward. What do you say there, Danny? Hey, hey, boo-boo. So, I don't know. Wow. But he, yeah. So, she sends him packing. What do you think about that choice by her? She didn't really have a choice, did she? I feel like sometimes because of like her position as being this leader and she's got to present this front, and as much as she probably knows that Jorah is loyal to her and obviously is in love with her and isn't going to betray her to anybody. She can't set a standard that says like, it's okay to do that, to, to spy on her, to be working for Robert Brathian, which is how Jorah came to find her originally. Mm-hmm. You find out she just can't set that precedent. She has to, she has no choice regardless of she want, what she wants to do. She has to tell him to go. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. And I think there was an emotional reaction there too, based on that moment where they're on the steps in that throne room. And he's just, she's like, don't touch me. Like she was, there was, it was revolting to her. Uh, And it's funny because that's when he, she was with Viserys or Viserys, however you say it. That's, that's, that was when that was going on, I guess, you know, it wasn't like anything. So yes, there is treachery there. It probably stopped. It's not like he'd been sending reports. No, definitely not. But once upon a time, maybe he was. I saved you from that poison, right? And he wouldn't betray her. He would be loyal to her and would die for her, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anymore. Yeah, she can't once. And I really liked Barrister Selmy's move to say, I'm going to let you talk to her, but I'm coming to you first. Yes. That was like an honor Mm -hmm. move. I really liked that moment in the series. Again, we see that this guy is such a class act. Like the way he was dismissed and they talk about it at King's Landing, the small council. And even Tywin's like, it was a dumb move to humiliate this guy and to kick him out of King's Landing. Now, and like, 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 um, Varys was saying, he's, he's like, now she has two seasoned warriors and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And my little spiders. Oh. And you know, they know that these guys, these, these, these seasoned warriors are good for her you yeah, know, and- to help her with this army. Cause that she's not like a dumb kid with a bunch of unsullied. And even in, even in during that small council meeting, when they're talking about her, even, um, Oberon Martell is is basically just like these soldiers are good soldiers. They're tough. Like they're tough. And we have dragons and Tywin's like dragons have never won a war. Only men do. Blah blah blah. So. That's what you think. You haven't seen Drogon freaking burn children to death. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, in the Battle of Tywin versus Drogon, Drogon wins. I don't know. Most likely what Tywin happens died is, on the shitter. Okay. No, most likely what happens is Drogon sat his marriage ceremony with his little dragon friend. They're God. about to get married. Next thing you know, the minstrels cut everybody's throats, and then Tywin, Tywin is like. There you go. I win again. Wow. So I don't know. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what goes on with her. Is there any other major moments? I mean, she 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 does the things she does. She's sleeping with this guy now. She's starting to form a romantic relationship. She banishes the guy who's been with her from the beginning. She's freed some slaves. That's that was a great moment where she she sends Grey Worm in in with weapons, and they all yeah. they take over the masters and. She's learning the 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 hard knocks, as it were, of leading and what that means. The difference between leading and conquering. Right. It's a big difference. Exactly. So yeah, I like that a lot. I I I enjoyed this season for her, but like you said, there was never this big fucking shit moment. Yeah. You know, I never was like, whoa. Do you think that next season we're going to see 
Danny start to move towards Westeros or do we, do you think we're in for another season of this? I don't think so. Because here's why I say that. I think that sounds like a writing nightmare. Her moving towards Westeros or her still being here? Her getting to Westeros, I think, is the nightmare. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think once she arrives, what happens? A giant war and then what? She wins and the show ends. Maybe not, though. Does she? I think if she strikes strikes now, they got trouble. Because they got a bunch of of fucking weirdos around. They got, like, Roose Bolton is the Warden of the North now. You got Tywin dead. You got... Tyrion gone. You got Jamie and Cersei like, oh, what's going on? We love each other. <laughs> right? What are we going to do? Just bone all day? Boyfriend and girlfriend. What grave can we bang on next? <laughs> How about dads? Oh, <laughs> Except this time I'll say Take yes. Take that, father. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> They're boning old Tywin's bones. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see what comes with Danny, but I am excited about it. I'm excited at the possibility of storyline starting to cross yeah i think with um the i think with Tyrion getting on a boat we could see him interacting with danny who knows I think, about are we gonna see him interact with jorah i think i've seen that maybe i don't I've, know if that's a i don't think that's a spoiler i think i've seen shots shots of, of that yeah. jorah with Tyrion. i'm mm. um, Varys, who i love me too uh, we need to see more of him i think yeah not enough Varys not last enough. season big mistake there was not enough of two men that i love one Varys, two little finger oh, let's shit. get on it next season we'll get to him though why don't we go right to the eerie all right let's go to the eerie <laughs> since i know you love the creepiest person <laughs> in so westeros much. is Littlefinger, and you love him only because he was carcetti in the wire say, that's like, the only I don't reason because he's in the wire that i love him so much but no it's more it's just more than that yeah He's just amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a creep, kind of a pedophile. Yeah. Kind of weird that he's in love with like, mm-hmm. he was in love with a woman and she is now dead. And so he is making out with her daughter. Kind of weird. Yep. Ned's brother scarred him for life for that. Yep. Yep. So, um, okay. Well, he's still awesome. He's still awesome. He's one of the smartest people I think in the show. Yep. Tell me about, so, so tell me about, we'll talk a little bit about the eerie. I mean, I know Littlefinger's story can, can, can interconnects with King's Landing and the Joffrey death and all that shit, but let's just talk about Littlefinger in general. What is he up to? Is chaos his end goal? Is he trying to keep people off balance? Says chaos for is shits, a ladder. For shits and giggles? What is he? How does he need that ladder? How long does he need it to be? To go from the moon door to the ground? Like, Pretty what is much. he trying to do? I don't know 100% what he's trying to do, and I have ideas. Can you quantify what it is about him that you think is so intriguing? I just think he's so smart, and I and I do think that he has an end goal, and he has a plan. I really do, and I think everything he does is within reason, and I think everything about Joffrey's death and his involvement with it is just, like, brilliant to me, and how he gets Sansa out. He brings Sansa to the Eyrie. He's going to marry Lissa Aaron, but he's really not going to do that. He has no interest in her. Yeah, You know, he is trying to put Sansa in a position of power by betrothing her to Robin, aka the creepiest child of all time who breastfeeds and is disgusting. I just think that he's got like this master plan. And I think that more than anybody in the show that him and Varys are really running shit more than people realize. Yeah, I think I think Varys is in a more secure position than Littlefinger. Yeah. Because once Littlefinger starts becoming like involved with a lot of political power, he starts to become a target. That's one thing Varys is so good at not being. He's such a shadowy character, Varys. He's never a target. He's always moving with the tides. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting, his choice, Varys, and I know we'll get to Littlefinger, but they're both similar 
right? Yeah. Varus's choice once he heard the bells toll to turn around and get on the ship. Yeah. Which makes me wonder why. What what's he afraid of? Is he afraid that he's gonna get in trouble for Tyrion's escape? Does he think does he think it's just too chaotic to stick around in? There's too much power shifting in the balance right now. I, I think that both he and Littlefinger know more about what's going on than all of us do. Like really. Like I think that they they have some innate understanding about what's about to happen, especially in this chaotic situation. Mm. Because Joffrey is killed. And what's going to come from that is insanity. Of course. Which Littlefinger knows. When he Do you needs- think so? Yes. See, I don't think so. I don't know. I think that Tommen's just going to be, is the king. And now, and now it's going to be a tug of war between the Tyrells and the Lannisters over him. But- Do you know what I'm saying? Now, Littlefinger is working with the Tyrells in this situation. That's what we are assuming. And Him and Olena, which is the grandmother. Grandma. Grandma o- Tyrell, Olena. as I call yeah. her. She's <laughs> apparently a dynamite in the sack. <laughs> which is so good for her. <laughs> you go, her, her girl. Her granddaughter is super attractive. So, yes, I mean, yes. I can imagine back in her day. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> good stock. No, but um, I think that the idea that um, he's working with, the Tyrells is kind of important to everything because by Tommen and not Joffrey being king and Marjorie being married to someone like Tommen, who's more impressionable, but she's going to have more power. I think that has something to do with that too. Right. It's almost taking power away from the Lannisters a little bit in a way because with Joffrey, Marjorie's not going to be able to do as much because he'll just freaking shoot with a crossbow. He's a loose, he was, pardon me. R.I.P. He was, yeah, okay. Fuck the king. (laughs) He was a loose cannon. He is not anymore. He is... That's part, that's part of his demise was his, he was too reckless. Yeah. So yeah, but like guys, but, but with Littlefinger, I mean, huge moves. He orchestrated the death of the king of Westeros, number one. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Number two, he whisks Sansa away to safety, which is supposed to be a secret, but a couple of people know, do they not? Who? Like, what do you mean? He said, this is my cousin. And he gave her a fake name. Oh, yeah, yeah, he said she was a niece or something. Yeah, they used a fake name. Yep. But but the people who were kind of putting him on trial, like what happened with Lissa's death, you remember those folks? Yeah. They're like, well, they know. Well, didn't Sansa admit that that's who she was? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they do. Are we positive about that? Yeah, I think she said who she was. I think she admitted that she was who she was. Yeah, I'm I think so, I'm pretty sure too. that that happened. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it recently, but still. I think just the death of Lissa Aaron, which... Mm-hmm. If you were watching the show, you knew that he was going to kill her, right? Or Sansa was going to kill her, I thought, yeah. at a point. Yeah. Um, you knew she was going to end up dead. Some people, I knew because of the books, but some people didn't know. Oh, I know. They were like, oh my God, is this the end for Sansa? Is Are they both going through the hole? Is, is what's going to happen here? Have a listen. You kissed him. You kissed Peter. You didn't. You don't understand. I saw you. You can't lie to me because I saw it with my own eyes. He kissed me. I pulled a Liar! <laughs> My father, my husband, my sister, they all stood between us and now they're all dead. That's what happens to people who stand between Peter and me. Look down, look down, look down, look down. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty tense that moment. When you see that moon door, you know somebody's going out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know it's going to be big. It's not yeah. just going to be Robin. Right, yeah. <laughs> so... Robin knows that she's Sansa because he's stomped on her Winterfell castle. Yeah, what a douche. Fuck that kid. I hate him. Oh my God, what an asshole. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of Sansa too. Sansa's somebody else too. As she grows up and comes into her own, I think that she's going to be very 
much a force to be reckoned with. So formidable. I love the scene when she comes out in the different outfit, like the sexy little dress up outfit. The like, crow shoulders. It, it It's just a sign of, you know, the little girl is gone. Like she it's knows. A, it's a distinct and deliberate moment yes. in the directing of that episode that says, hello, whoa, we've got a woman now. Yes. And she's smiling in a way that states, I'm ready for this shit. So yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, my Starks have been taking a fucking beating. It's about time some of them start doing something. Yeah, and I feel like in a way Sansa, and I like it's hard to say something like this, but part of me feels like Sansa got it the worst of all, despite the fact that she was you know fed and clothed. I think having to be with Joffrey and, and, and to watch her parents die, to, to see her family be killed by people, um, I, I just feel like- And to smile. Yeah, yeah I, I feel rough. like- that's rough. She might have had it the toughest of everybody as far as the PTSD she's going to have, mm-hmm. you know? So when we started on this tangent away from Marine, we talked to, when we we're talking about Littlefinger. How does he tie into this? Is he, do we think that he has intentions on being with Sansa romantically? I mean. Well, I think so. Pretty clear, right? I'll ship that. I'm okay. So I what know is that? people get mad when I say that. So what does that mean for Robin? That's why, I mean, Littlefinger sent Robin away. He's not stupid. He's like, it's time for you to go learn shit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but he knows if Sansa's married to Robin, they give Sansa more power, essentially. If they can control Robin, which... I think they can, or they can just throw him out the fucking moon door, and then Littlefinger marries Sansa. Yeah. Then they rule the Eerie together. Done. I don't... What, do, you think, do you think it'll come to marriage between... Robin and somebody, and do you think Robin will survive his trip away from the Eyrie? I I don't think Robin's long for this world. I don't know if he'll get he'll marry Sansa if we'll get that far. Mm. But um, yeah, it's interesting to note, huh? I think that's kind of the plan right now. But I think maybe deep down the plan is to kill him off. Right. But it would be better if he was married to Sansa before he got killed off, because that would put her in a better position. She'd be the the she'd have the Eyrie. She'd exactly. Be, she'd rule that whole thing. And I think that's part of a, a goal. Right. Is to put her in a position of power. I think I think part of me wonders, does Littlefinger see himself on the Iron Throne with Sansa at his side? I think he does. Yeah. I think, and he may say he doesn't, and he may not be like as overt about it, but I think deep down that would be a goal. The ultimate. Sure, sure. He is, he's shifty though. Gotta watch out for that man. I know. Because the second you aren't, just like Sir Danto, she's like, I'll just shoot him in the face with a crossbow. Yes. No problem. Sorry, dude. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what transpires there with Lissa being gone, Littlefinger kind of in the stead, kind of taken over. So so Littlefinger and Sansa are going to be hanging out there, kind of running shit. It's going to be amazing. That's what's going on there. Um, we got to see the bloody pass, the bloody gate there, which was kind of cool. Yeah. That whole thing uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, the Eerie was... Um, the stuff with Eerie, the moon door, all that stuff was pretty interesting. And the confessions of Lyssa about John Aaron, the poison, the letter. I yes. mean, all that shit came out. That was huge. Yeah, big reveals. Like, I Aaron. killed my husband because of Littlefinger, which, not the Lannisters, which started this whole stupid fucking problem in the first place. Because everyone thought that the Lannisters yes. had something to do with it. And, and the whole thing with Jamie and Cersei fucking, they were just trying to cover up their fucking... They weren't trying to murder John Aaron. That's what's interesting about, again, Littlefinger, is this all began based on something that he, he because of him, he did this. That's He's able point. to manipulate people. And isn't everything from where this whole story, this whole show begins is from John Aaron's death? 
Yes. Isn't that our starting point? That's the starting point. And the catalyst for that starting point was Littlefinger. It's a great point. He's important and will continue to be. Yep. And whatever the end goal is for him, we'll find out eventually. But I, I think it's going to be big. If he gets killed off in fucking episode one next season, I'm going to be so <laughs> mad. Also, take down my Littlefinger poster on the wall and yep. just won't be right. Put away your carcetti for mirror yeah. pins. <laughs> <laughs> just have them on my backpack when I go out. <laughs> just to, you'll just have to sign let them go. in the yard. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Carcetti? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Just some guy. He's the best. Little finger over here. <laughs> awesome. If we're talking about some of these little smaller things going on, we might as well talk about the whole Warden of the North. We should talk about the Bolton family oh, and okay. Ramsey Snow. Psychopaths. Oh, yeah. So fucking Theon Greyjoy. Ooh. Greyjoy is fucked. Is the scene where like he's the like the bath scene? Is that the season? Yeah, because they reward him for not leaving. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Theon Greyjoy, admittedly a bastard. And I don't mean in the sense that they use it in the show, which is like he's not a legitimate kid. He actually is quite legitimate. He's a douchebag. He comes from the loins of Balon Greyjoy, who is the (laughs) fucking ruler. Who's also a douchebag. Of the Greyjoys. Yes. Pike Island. So They had the coolest fireplace in the show, though, that like huge, tall fireplace. Remember that what, shit? What a strange thing to say. I remember shit. They have the coolest fireplace they in do. the show. Okay, well, good. Thank God. Now that I know who has the coolest fireplace in the show, I can fucking continue. <laughs> now that you know who has the coolest fireplace in the show, you can look past his treachery against the Starks. Yeah, you're not that bad, sir. Yeah. I was going to say, you know what? That whole thing about you betraying the Starks and all that shit is bad, but I saw your fireplace and decided it's I'd not like that to bad. vacation here. Yeah. Thank I'd you. like to hang out with Balon. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he seems really cool. We'd have a lot to talk about. <laughs> so uh, he becomes Reek. Yes. That's Theon, I mean. Becomes Reek. Because Ramsay basically delights in breaking him into nothingness. It's it's just torture. It's like, that's straight all up that it is. torture, manipulation. He's created a monster, as, as Roos says, Ramsay's dad. He's like, yeah. you know, he's only useful if he's useful. Otherwise, what, what are you doing with this guy? Yeah. They send his cock and other things to the Iron Islands, basically, yeah. to say, hey, listen, go fuck yourself. And um, what we have here going on is, is we have the north, i.e. Winterfell, where Ned used to be, where they are no longer, we have that called the North. The North is gigantic. It's bigger than the rest of Westeros combined. Yeah, I've it's seen the huge. game board. Okay. <laughs> yes, and yes, if you look you at have. the Game of Thrones game board, then you can truly appreciate how big the North is. It's gigantic. And now the goal is is they need to get it. So they have this plan to get Moat Kalen back, which the Iron the Ironborn have, which is the Young Greyjoy's people. Yes. And they take him after breaking him down and they convince him to go pretend to be him again. So, yes. and then they're going to let everybody out and then they don't, they basically flay everybody. They yeah, kill everybody, fucking take them out. They get Mo Kalen back. And then Ramsey, of course, becomes Ramsey Bolton. He gets he the- stole my fucking heart. I know. Is it weird that in that moment, I was like, that's yes. kind of cool. Yes. Even though yes. this guy's a torturing psychopath. It makes it hard to even look at you right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. A torturing psychopath. He's like, I was wow, like, that really warmed my heart. What a touching moment between father and son. Oh boy. One of them was part of the Red Wedding and the other one cuts dicks off. For fun. They're awesome. For fun. I would love to hang out with these guys. Yeah. So Reek, Ramsey, and Roost, that's what we have going on there. Anything else we should really talk about? How about the the will of Theon to just be totally gone 
when his sister comes to rescue him and she's like, fuck, yeah, he's, he's like sleeping my, with and, the dogs. And then he's like, my brother's dead. So fuck him. They leave. This is like sad to me. And like, I hated Theon. Like I was like an anti Theon. Well, once the betrayal came. Yeah. But I just, this is like hard for me to watch this circumstance he's gone through. And I feel very sad for him. And I want him to get out of the situation, have a happy ending. And I don't think that'll ever happen. So I just like want him dead. Like, seriously. Like, Did you just say happy ending while we're talking about Game of Thrones? That's adorable. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh, it's like so depressing. Like every time there's a scene he's in it, like I just cannot believe. It's like painful to me to it's watch. It's brutal. It's brutal. I, I mean, and again, a character I don't really like, didn't really care for. Mm. And I'm like, I feel so bad for this guy now. But it's crazy to observe. When they have him in the tub, the reward for not leaving it's like he's so nervous something terrible is about to happen. He can't even, he's shaking. He's like petrified. Always. Yes. And you can see how, I mean, you know, uh, Ramsey lets him shave him. Yeah, that moment where. where and I'm like, he's going to kill him. I'm so excited. No, no, he's not going to kill him. Yeah. He's just going to shave his face. Vago Hote, is that his name? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not good at names like you are. You're way better than me at that shit. But yeah, you, there's that moment where you think, boy, if he would just cut his throat. Wouldn't that be awesome? But or Vargo, excuse me. And that's when um Roos that's when Ramsey convinces his father that he's yes. trustworthy. Mm-hmm. He, he he will handle he the has task. Been he will handle the task broken. of Moat Kalen will be done and we will do this. Can we he, talk about this like um homeland like Brody, how like they you know, they throw you in a hole and basically yeah. like torture you, like when you're a POW, that's like essentially kind of what he is. Yeah, I was thinking he's like the fucking Manchurian candidate. Like you just give him orders and he does shit like a robot. Yeah, seriously though. It's crazy. So yeah, I don't know. That was um so that's what you have there. You have you have Roose Bolton legitimizing his son Ramsey Bolton. We have Theon Greyjoy, who is now Reek, and we have the Boltons, the the flayed banner there that they like to have. Fucking losers. <laughs> As, <laughs> they're like <laughs> they're like teenagers who are like, our gang's called the fucking badasses. Just like, grow up, you morons. Yeah, you like to flay people. You're cool. Yeah. All right. You're fucking cool. <laughs> we get it. You're real scary. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Okay. Sure. Great. I have a feeling they're going to be, uh, they might be getting their ass stomped by Stannis Baratheon. I hope so. Wouldn't that, that be, would awesome? be awesome? Because he's north of the wall. Well, he's at the wall with right his now. huge army. And I hope, I hope Stannis just fucking steamrolls the Boltons. I just hope he kills them all. Yeah. Kill them all. That'd be beautiful. I'd be fine with that. But I have no complaints. Let's talk a little bit about Stannis the Manus. I hate Stannis. Well, I used to hate Stannis, except for that one time when he actually like came north of the wall on his horse. And I was like, I love this guy. Uh, for, for listeners at home, what you don't understand, because unfortunately <laughs> we don't have these old episodes, is that Jessica hated Stannis. Oh, hated his guts. Couldn't stand know. him. Didn't like him. Didn't like his whole storyline. Like, fuck and this guy. And then in five seconds... <laughs> When he trots through the fog, he trots through the fog north of the wall at the uh, at the wildling camp, and he's got Davos on his right, and he just trots through, and he gets this cool like musical, he gets this cool musical recognition, like Stannis has arrived. She was like, "Wow, that was so cool." <laughs> I was like, "I love this guy. What a badass!" That was her words. I love this guy. He's a badass. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That's all it took was to him look like a badass running through the fog on his horse. How could you not like him then? I just don't understand. He is so cool. You know why it's hard not to dislike him? Because he wants to smash all of the people that have smashed all the people that you've loved for four seasons of television. The Starks, 
all those people, like he, you know what I'm saying? Like you want him to get revenge for Robert's death. You want him to get revenge for Ned's death. You want him. You know what I mean? I, I, I want Stannis to just fucking jam his fist down the Lannister's throat sometimes. Yeah, and you want Stannis to be the fucking king of the Iron Throne. But then the I'm like, there's but, the most anticlimactic ending of all time. But then I'm like, wait, don't kill Tywin and Jaime and Cersei and Tyrion. You know what I'm saying? So it's tough. It's that's what's so good about this show. It makes you want everyone to you. You want to. The show is so good because you just want to keep watching what happens next with the characters, and you don't want them all to be dead. But you know, some of them are going to die. And then they kill the ones that you don't want to die, and then you're sad. Right, right. But then they bring cool ones in again. You know, and like, then they kill them. I know, but then they bring cool ones again. It's like a revolving door. It's like every season, it's like they kill someone you love, and you're like, fuck. And then they're the next season, they bring in somebody new that's really cool, and you're like, cool. And then they kill that person. <laughs> you're like, oh, this Ned Stark guy's, oh, shit. It's like PTSD. Then you're like, oh, this Redley guy's pretty cool. Oh, oh and then you're Redley. like, <laughs> and then you're like, Rob, he's really coming into his own. Oh, yes, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> then you're like, I really like this Oberyn Martell guy. Oh, wow. That was gruesome. Oh, <laughs> you God, just can't oh, win. I can't. That's what makes the show so goddamn good, though. So, so Stannis, you don't love him. You don't love the red wood, the red woman, and him burning heretics and the crazy wife oh, Selyse and the kid shit. and all that shit. You don't, you don't get into any of that stuff. Boring. <laughs> Do you have anything objective to say about it, or just boring? No, just boring. <laughs> That's some killer analysis. I just think everything else is so cool. And then you get to Stannis and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to sit with Stannis for 10 minutes. Just great. What do you think makes him less interesting? I don't know. Just himself as a human. <laughs> I think it's just because everything else is like if there was a show and it was just like the Stannis show, I w- would never watch it. But, I mean, you'd probably be like, oh, cool. This guy Stannis does all these cool things. But when it's like Stannis is doing things and then like. The stuff's going on at King's Landing and the freaking White Walkers are running around babies and the Khaleesi's like, you know, got dragons flying around and Arya's just being cool. You're like, oh, I don't really care about what's going on with Stannis right now. Do you have any curiosity as to about what kind of treachery this red woman's up to and her crazy fucking I can pull shadow babies out of my vagina magic? Yeah, I don't really. Um, I am curious and I think this will take a turn here because I obviously they give you the hint that there's something with Jon Snow. Her reaction when she sees him. He's got a thing for redheads, I guess. I don't know. Well, obviously. (laughs) He can move on to the next one. Um, The way she looked at him, kind of like across the fire. like You can tell that she, I think, has plans for him. And that interests me. Mm. Because sometimes Jon Snow gets a little... All right, I'm, I'm, I was just putting your feet to the fire a little, kind of like the red woman would, except she'd burn your whole body. And that was... Wow. I wanted to see what was it about Stannis that you didn't love. Because I don't love his storyline either. I like I like Davos. I know you do. He's a great actor. I like I like I like Stannis because he's so determined to do what he wants to do. But here's where Stannis loses me. You got this cold, rigid, tough, battle-tested guy, and then you've got this woo-woo magic shit that influences him. And it's just like, fuck, that's fucking you up, man. How is this red woman shit helping you? You know what I'm saying? And I worry uh, about she him. killed Renly, duh. No, I know, but I worry about him and I worry about what she's going, how she affects him. I am much more intrigued in Stannis. I had a similar reaction when he came riding through the fog and, you know, and he made Man's Raider surrender. And I was like, that was pretty awesome. Not going to lie. I guess he got his army from Bravos. Guess he's in debt like everyone else in King's Landing. Yeah, right. So I like that. Like I was saying, we've got stories crisscrossing. I now want to see Stannis interact with Jon Snow. 
Yeah. I want to see Stannis now that he's on the mainland. I have a feeling we're going to get a chance to see Stannis smashing Roose Bolton's face in, and I want to see that so bad. Yeah. Because I think that would be awesome. Because of the Red Wedding treachery, because of all the treacherous shit Ramsay and Roose have per- perpetrated, the fact that they put their boots up where Ned Stark was is so fucking infuriating that I want Stannis to squash them so badly. And that's why I'm excited now. But like yourself, throughout the season, I was like, yay, the Stannis scene. I was like, great, what the fuck is this crazy red bitch going to do now? Who's she going to burn? Yeah, I like the idea of a Stannis-Jon Snow coming together. I think that will be interesting. I hope it will be. So let's talk a little bit about Jon Snow. We've got, of course, a huge battle. That was amazing. Yes. We've got a lot of stuff that happened with Jon Snow this season. His relationship with with a grit, of course, after la- after season three, they split up. They She dies in this one. We, we lose sad. a grit. It was pretty sad. I like you, grit. Interesting justice, though, that it was the kid whose father she shot when That's they true. raided that village. You know what I'm saying? You're right. It was crazy, man. You yes. live by the sword, die by the sword. Ain't that the fucking truth? So we got this huge battle at the wall, a grit, the Stannis arrival, all that shit's going on. We also have this whole Craster thing, Tanner thing, right? That, White Walker with baby thing. Yep. So, and then how Jon Snow is continuously abused by Alistair, that guy who just hates his guts. Yeah. And Jon Snow is way smarter than him, so that's a problem. We should have frozen the past. He admits to him later. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But the Jon Snow story is kind of cool. We see him at this place. We see, we know that bad things are coming. He has to range out because we've got these, these, these uh, crows who have betrayed them. And now they're worried they're going to give the secrets to the enemy. So they have to venture out north of the wall. And in doing so, take out Tanner and and those guys to ensure it's a, it's a hit. It's a hit mission. They got to get rid of them. Yes. And when they get there, they realize that Tanner has killed Craster and he's kind of sitting there drinking out of, you know, Mormon skull. skull. Yep. Mormon skull. And, uh, He's a crazy yeah, person. Pretty crazy. And he's got his, uh, he reminds me of like Edward Scissorhands with his little knives. Yeah, he's crazy. Um, his death was gross and awesome. Pretty gruesome. What did you think about that fight between him and Jon Snow? I thought it was good. I thought it was, I. Even though he was saved by somebody? I like, he I like that. Did almost. you? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm okay with that. I don't remember what I felt at the time, but. You know, Jon Snow's great, but he's not perfect. He's not the best. He's sure. He's got to have... He can't just be like, I'm Jon Snow. I'm awesome. Everything I say is right. right. Every, everybody loves me. I'm super handsome. Look at my hair. Like, bad things need to happen. Mm. And he can't always be like the victor in a way, or it kind of gets, you know? like Of course. Yeah, of course. I don't have a problem with that. I like the idea that somebody else had to help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to see a guy like Tanner, who apparently is the most deadly man in Flea Bottom, kind of put him on edge. You know, he put him on edge. He was, he had a dirty fighting style. Yes. He got to him a little bit. He, he had him. And then this girl who, whatever, decided to stab him in the back. Sweet, sweet justice. Uh, Tanner had probably raped her like 700 times yeah, no, based no on way too much. I, as at the time when we originally podcasted about this, I said there was way too much rape for me in this season. I hope next season we go way lighter on the rape. Please, right. God, I can only see so much. We could probably imply it. I think we've seen plenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't show it to me on screen. Yeah, I think if you we- want to tell me like, hey, this dude raped a bunch of chicks. Great. Don't show me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think we've seen. I think we've seen enough. Seen enough. Game of Thrones. Good Lord. I know it's HBO, but please, you can show boobs in other ways. That's true. Like I said. 
In fact, anytime Oberyn's on screen, there's chances are some naked boobs around the corner. Yeah, plenty of boobs with him. Yeah, that's kind of what went on the wall. And then we had, and then we got to see the giants, the mammoths, this massive, awesome battle. Yeah. The Thens we get to see, which was interesting because this was right around the time Terminus and The Walking Dead. So we got to see cannibalism in both shows. Cannibalism everywhere. I know. Cannibalism is hot right You've now. You've got to try the crow. It's hot right now, it's cannibalism. Crazy. So we had the Thens, those guys mashing together. Tormund, I think the redheaded guy's Tormund, name. Tormund, giant beard. Spain. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he's cool. So we got to see uh, Jon Snow do some fighting against the Then He killed him. I think he smashed him with a hammer. Yeah. Whacked him in there the head. There was a lot of crazy shit that went on in that battle. And then, of course, this is when Egret dies. A bunch of the a, a bunch of Jon Snow's compatriots die in the tunnel fighting the giant, which, which was is, fucking nuts. This, listen, and I have my... Um, criticisms of this episode too. And I know a lot of people were like really upset with this episode. And I think the reason why people were upset with this episode is because we had an episode where we kill the Viper and Tyrion's basically sentenced to death. And then we go to just the wall for 50 minutes straight. I think if these episodes had been flip-flopped and we had done the battle at the wall first, that people would have been saying it was like the greatest episode. Agreed. Because it's I so- I think that's a great point. It, it's like movie quality. It's so good. They have all the- the, the tropes of a great battle scene, like when they're down in the um the tunnels and the giants are coming and they're talking about standing their ground and they're repeating like the Night's Watch like mantra. Wow, and yeah. I'm like, yes. And like, I'm getting <laughs> goosebumps and I'm so into it. I'm like, let's kill these bastards. Like right, right. It, it, it was just so cool. And it was like watching a movie. Like they got to put that thing in the IMAX. Yeah. That episode. Yeah. It was incredible. It was awesome. But yeah, you're right because you just had the mountain and the viper. And then you're not seeing King's Landing for a full episode. Doesn't work. Right. Big mistake. I know like episode nine is always supposed to be the big battle and that's their little thing they follow. But I think they made a huge mistake and they should have flip-flopped those two episodes. Yeah, because imagine if coming on the Viper in the in the, in the the mountain was the finale. Or the episode before. Oh, yeah, yeah, the episode before. Right. So it would have gone the Battle of the Wall and then we would go to King's Landing, the Battle of the Mountain and the Viper. And I think you would have been like, holy shit, this episode of the Wall, like what the fuck is going to happen next? And then the next thing that's going to happen is the Mountain and the Viper have their battle. And right. I think, and then you go into the finale and I think that would have yeah, been. Yeah, because then you get Jon Snow going out to see Mance Raider. I think that would have been yep. epic. So you still are going to follow up and still get a little Jon Snow in the end. So it's not like you, you don't see him at all from episode eight until the next season. Sure. And, and I just think that that, I don't know. I just think that they Game of Thrones people talk to me next time. You need to order <laughs> your episodes because I can help you. I can help you. You hear that guys? Contact and loving this shit. Contact information to follow. Yeah. Cause right now they hate it. You know what I mean? No, I know. But people yeah, episode like, nine was, was a huge drop in ratings. Because, I know. Yeah. It's interesting. If, I'm telling you, if you flip flopped them, everybody would have been happy about everything. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, that's a good fucking Nobody idea. would have been saying like, oh, battle at the wall. Oh, it's just a wall for 45 minutes. Who cares? Right. People would have been like, that was awesome. And then the next week they'd be like, oh, great. Something else awesome. Yeah. Right. Right. That's right. all. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. So, yeah, what do you think about, um, so the battle was amazing. The yes. huge scythe that they let swing across the wall and just yeah, take all those guys out. It's so, so nuts. It's so violent. It's super cool when the giants are firing bows and it's like giant ballistas hitting guys and sending them flying because a giant bow is like, you know, the spear is like the size of a telephone pole. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> or the arrow, rather. But yeah, I liked all that stuff. I liked the battle a lot. I, I thought Egrit. Of course, saying, you know, nothing Jon Snow at the end was, of course, fitting for her. And you had to assume it was going to be a, a tough ride for her. Tough I, ride. Thought I, I mean, I think that I was certain a grip was going to die. I thought Jon Snow was maybe going to have to kill her. I'm glad that he didn't. 
though. Me too. In the end, I think that that was that was right, and that he could be with her at least when she died, because I do think he like truly, truly cared about her, and she cared about him. Of course, that's as why she hesitated. Spain tells him later, right? Of course, and that's why he hesitated. He, she, she could have shot. Or she hesitated. She had. She could have shot him, and then oh, the yeah. boy shot her when he when the hesitation came. Yep. But yeah, I do. I do. Um, I do like all that. I thought that wall stuff was really cool. Of course, we see the most cowardice fuck on the planet, Jano Slint. That's the guy that used that to dude. be uh, part of the Night's Watch that Tyrion banished. Yeah. And um, he did, He was pretty useless. He went and hid. Freaking Samuel <laughs> Tarly was just like killing people and shit and being all like not Samuel scared. Tarly gets a little kiss from his, you know, his little lady homely, his There's homely two little... people I also don't care. There's another storyline oh, I don't care about. <laughs> you don't care about them. Oh, cool. Gilly. Oh, <laughs> kids. I don't need to see the Samuel Tarly love story. He grit. <laughs> I like how he grit spared her, though. That was awesome. Yes. That, that was a was great moment. Very interesting. It's it, that's what's the, again that's what this show does. You're like, wow, what bastards! They raided that village, shot that poor kid's dad for no reason. He's probably just hanging out playing with hay. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, I don't want her to die, but you're like, but they're fucking killing other people. Like it's such a complicated thing. You yeah, know? for sure. It's crazy. That's no, true. And then, um, what do you think about Mister Man's Raider? Man's Raider might be in some trouble here. I don't know what's going to happen with them. I don't know what they're going to do. No, I think is going to happen. Is I think that. It's very important, I think, for the wildlings to make some type of deal with the northerners, the, you know, people actually south of the Because wall. they'll be dead when winter comes. That's right, the whole point. That's the thing is winter's coming. They know it. They know what it's like over on that side of the wall. Something is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, we know this. And when something comes, no one's going to care about what's going it's on the King's Landing. It's the and the skeletons and all those undead things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the way, when the White Walker had that little baby and brought it to like the Ice Palace, that was pretty much the coolest thing I ever saw in my life. I was so excited. So just saying. It was nuts. Like that dude. He was cool. So yeah, Mance Raider's going to have to figure something out. Um, it's going to be tough negotiating with a guy like Stannis. Oh, for sure. Because Stannis isn't going to arrive at the wall and, and take orders. He's calling himself the legitimate king of the Andals. So good luck. Yeah. Telling him what's going to do. He's going to start telling Jon Snow and everybody else what to do. So yeah. we'll see how that goes down. I know. But I like how he didn't kneel. That was pretty badass. Yeah. It was awesome. We do not kneel, he says. We do not kneel. Speaking of people that don't kneel. Oh, I thought we were, I thought we were going to go north of the wall. North, north of the wall. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good call. Let's talk about that first because I don't really like Brian. Do I'm you like kidding. Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> what you're like i like king's landing it should just be the king's landing no show. no, no. <laughs> i'm just busting brand's chops he's all right there's a kid who's had it rough thrown out yeah, of a no window shit. dragged around the snow for years i know by freaking hodor <laughs> who doesn't even speak any all English. of the kids have had it rough Arya, she's like i'm a slave and now i'm this and now i'm that now I i'm know. traveling with this disreputable bastard i know <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about brand um it kind of rolls nicely into the wall where you have that moment where you want Bran to see Jon Snow so bad. Oh my God. You want him to see him so bad because he has a, they have a great relationship. Yep. He took care of him when they were shooting bows and mm-hmm. he was on his side when the other brothers were teasing him and stuff. So. They were right there and it, it could have happened, but it didn't happen. there's this greater destiny for Bran, which involves going north of the wall and seeing a lot of crazy shit. I got to tell you that warging shit is badass. When yeah. He rolls his eyes and he takes over Hodor and Hodor cracks Vargo's neck. Yeah. That's God, really cool. That was great. And of course we didn't really talk about this, but Vargo ties back to the Boltons cause he was there to get Bran for the Boltons cause he needs to wipe out all the Starks. That's Bolton's plan now. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. And they assume that Bran is with John and all mm-hmm. that jazz. Bran's doing his own shit. Bran, Hodor, in the, in the Reeds. The Reeds. The Reeds, yep. R.I.P. to one of them that is now dead. Oof. And they're tragically like... Oh, brutal. Just watching it the way he's laying there and the thing's just stabbing him like over and over and over and over again. It's like, oh my God, it's horrible to watch. That's why the, the, the fight, we'll get right to that, right? We might as well. Yeah, I mean, all it is is basically them trying to get there and then they get there. Like yeah. them trying to get there. Okay, so they tried to get there for nine episodes yep. and then they got there. Yep, and then they got there. And these whites, as they're called, W-I-G-H-T-S or the White Walkers. Oh, so you know more than I do about these names. Well, yeah, that's just kind of a... a I called a, them undead snow zombies. <laughs> that's pretty good too, actually. I think I like that. I think that's more entertaining than whites. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, um, whites and skeletons and shit, they pop up out of the ground. Which is crazy. It's so, this was awesome. Do you know what I I'm agree. saying? I think it's, I think the show is smart because it has people who otherwise probably wouldn't be interested in this type of thing interested in it. And now that you've invested four seasons in it, they're like, we're going to show whites popping up out of the ground and fighting our heroes. Exactly. And you're not going to think it's crazy high magic Lord of the Rings shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They very slowly start you weaning in. you in. That's right. Yeah, right. They've pulled you we're in. We're do a little magic. We're going to have a little smoke monster come out of a vagina. Now yep. we're going to have some little skeletons <laughs> By the come way. out of the snow. <laughs> a smoke monster coming out of your vagina. I wouldn't call that weaning. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty right. much getting thrown in the deep end with fantasy crazy shit. <laughs> some people somewhere are like, okay, time to stop right now. Uh, imagine if that's your first episode. You're like, I'm just going to check the show out. Like, what's going on here? What's the big deal? Why is this lady pulling a shadowy, shadowy tendrils from her birth canal? Oh my God. Horrific. <laughs> I don't know why we've talked about this so many times. It happened so many seasons ago. We're just like, we're really on like the smoke baby. Can't get past it. R.I.P. Remley. Wow. R.I.P. Smoke baby. Anyway. <laughs> you know, you had a short and glorious life. Yeah. Thank you for King murder. Bringing us right into the fantasy world. So yeah, I um. So yeah, they kind of wean you right slowly but surely. Yeah. But when these things pop out of the ground, that that explosion as they surge forth from the ground, and they're not moving like little shitty shitty skeletons. Oh, no. They are coming fast. Yeah, they and really are. It's cool. Those fights are great. And then, of course, Bran's like, we're dead unless I start controlling my uh, remote control giant guy yeah, here. Yeah, just like standing there like, Hodor. Fucking Avatar style. I'm just going to take him for a ride. Yeah, seriously, which is super cool. I like when Bran is Hodor and Hodor like kills things and is yep. a badass. It's it was pretty awesome. awesome. Hodor. So he's, they smash up the whites, but Jojen, the, the undead, that's what's so creepy about this whole like undead creatures is that there's no, there's no emotion behind what they're doing. It no. just was going to stab him until he stopped moving. It it's just awful. gruesome, man. It's just relentless. Stab, 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 stab. And I know like I was like, oh, Brandon, I don't like Brandon. That's not really true. I like Brandon and I don't mind the storyline, but I really wasn't a Jojen fan. Yeah. But then when Jojen was like getting stabbed repeatedly, I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry, Jojen, for all those bad things I said about you. Yeah, it's tough. Sorry. It's tough to watch, but, um, and then that crazy little kid just starts firebombing shit. 
boom. I was like, holy fuck. It's like, um, it looked cool when you see like, you know, plays like people do versions of like a midsummer night's dream and all like little kids are like playing fairies and wearing <laughs> these like crazy costumes, except like also like with murder. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just crazy. It looked like this person was probably an extra on the set of legend. Yeah. It was crazy. Suddenly appeared in this film, throwing fireballs at undead creatures in blowing them to shit. Do you know about this from the book, the children? I don't know much okay. about this. Just at curious. All. No. Yeah, so they're children with crazy powers. And but they, they were here long before the, the men that called them the children. They made yeah. that clear. Do they fucking grow up or are they children forever? I think it's like Peter Pan. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> nice. like Never Neverland or whatever. They're a lot more vicious than Peter Pan, that's for sure. That's what you think. So why? Did Peter Pan have a rough streak? I don't know no, about. I don't know. <laughs> He's routinely getting some knife fights in alleyways. I think that like, you know, that show like Once Upon a Time, like I think Peter Pan's a bad guy in that show. Oh, okay. I could be wrong because I'm like, not caught up, but I feel like I saw a couple episodes where like Peter Pan was actually like not a good guy. Mm, I, I was like, like wow, that messed up my whole childhood. Thanks. So are you suggesting that these children aren't good guys or are they kind of like this no, weird I think neutral force in the forest? I think they're good guys. I think that they're, I think they're good guys. They just, you know, sometimes they got to kill undead skeletons and shit. Fact. Like they helped our friends. So the three-eyed raven, the man in the tree, the. He's going to make Bran fly. The guy with a cool voice. Yeah. He says Bran's going to fly. Yep. Which is pretty exciting. Um, I definitely think that, again, this is all going to come together with like the White Walkers coming and having to fight them. And I got to tell you, Bran's going the wrong direction if winter's coming. <laughs> he needs, yeah, no to, turn his, right into the thing he needs to turn his little cart, <laughs> cart around. <laughs> he needs to turn his little cart around and tell Hodor, south, south, mush, mush, Hodor, Let's go mush. where it's warm, Hodor. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Get away from the trees because, come on, winter's coming, right? Listen, if he's going to be able to fly, I mean, he'll be cool. He can get away so. from the White Walkers that way. So I'm interested to see what happens next, and I hope we get more. I'm hopeful for that story because, like you said, it was kind of like we're traveling, 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 and then crazy shit happens and we're there. Yes, exactly. So when I say things like, oh, I didn't like it, like I just mean like, you had a whole season building There's up to much this one to, episode. There's not to like. There's not a lot going on. Yeah, it was all built up to this one thing. Correct. So now it's like, okay, well, this one thing is cool. What do we do now? Right. So it will be interesting. That's for sure. Absolutely. Bran's a cool kid. He is. I like him. I have to say. I do too. Maybe he can rule on the Iron Throne. Maybe. Hodor I mean, can pick him up lie. and put him up there. And... Yeah, there you go, little guy. Hodor. Right. So we should probably get to my favorite Westeros road show. Yes. Yes. Which is the Hound and Arya. Ooh, isn't that everybody's favorite? God, it's so good. And I'm going to uh, maybe miss the Hound. I don't even know. Supposedly people in the book don't even know if he's dead. So nobody yeah, that's knows what if I heard, he's that alive Nobody knows if dead. he's alive or dead. But I think if, I'm going to go by the theory that um, if you don't see a body, they're not dead. Mm. That would mean that, what was his name in the beginning? Ned's brother? Who was yeah, a, he's definitely still alive. There's definitely some shit going to happen with him. Mm. That'd be cool to see him sure. come. Was that Brandon Stark? Uh, maybe. Maybe. He's definitely alive somewhere. Why don't we, uh, This we, we really have to, because we might not get much of this in this season and this coverage. We got to drop a hound quote on you. So are you guys ready for this? I am. You don't seem to understand the situation. I understand that if any more words come pouring out your cunt mouth... I'm going to have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. Oh, hound, how we'll miss you so. Your dirty, dirty, dirty words. A lot of C words we heard from the hound over the course of the season. Great say. googly moogly. He's been saying some some bad words this season. But I love the guy. I think Rory McCann's awesome. I think 
to your point earlier where you were saying, oh, I don't love Stannis. I don't love necessarily love what's going on with Bran because you weren't guaranteed awesomeness every scene. Like every time the Hound and Arya were on screen, you're like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, it, it really was. The, the two of them together had this great chemistry that it was funny, but it was also like, I mean, at times like heartwarming, which is a crazy yeah. thing to say about a guy who says the C word as much as the Hound. But <laughs> It really was. They, the, just the two of them as like actors had such great chemistry and they played so well off one another that it was incredible. I mean, they were such a great pairing and I'm sad that I'm not going to see that pairing anymore. Breaks I know. my heart. I know. It was, it was, but is the how not the perfect tutelage for a young girl to have to be tough oh, and yeah, to go duh. into the world? I, I mean, mean, Jesus, Louisa's. You want a good teacher, you better look to the house. If you want to survive <laughs> and not worry too much about right and wrong so much and you want to live... In Westeros, although now she's going to Bravos, you're going to be, the Hound is probably a good uh, warden for that task. Yeah, the Hound, as much as he, you know, was talking about wanting money and whatever, and he was going to bring her to Lisa Aaron and get a reward and all this shit, the Hound, like, cared about Arya. Sure. He really did, and it was very evident. And he took care of her, and he did teach her and protected her, and she's a stronger woman for it. Now, besides the scene I just, played the clip from there's so many good moments in this there's moments where he they go see those people and the hound takes their money after they take them in and they're nice and like what a fucking bastard but and then he's like they're gonna be dead soon they got no business with silver and you're like wow that's a fucking grim outlook yeah like he just i'm gonna take your silver because let's face it they're gonna be dead soon because when the lannisters are ruling shit Things are ugly. And that's something that's something that I think we can address by way of what the Hound in, in Ari experienced. Poliver, these are the king's colors. He kept saying those guys were out there just taking shit, just yeah. going into people's homes and taking shit and raping and pillaging. And they were wearing the king's color. So it's just like nobody could stop them. Nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. And that's that's what was happening under Joffrey's rule. He was so bad about managing the kingdom that terrible shit was happening under his watch. And the hound killed Lannisters and the hound had a bounty on him. And yeah, that's what happened in those moments where they find the guy who was raided and he was dying. And he's like, you know, yeah. he said something like dying is thirsty business. And the hound gives him water and then stabs him in the heart. And he's like, that's where the heart is. He's yes. like teaching Arya these grim ass lessons. And, and he basically says to Arya, like how many of your family members have to be beheaded before you get yes. it? Yes. And he's right. Yeah. Crazy, right? You know, you can't trust people. You have to be on your own. You have to be self-sufficient. It's a bad world, and Arya's in this really tough situation. Right, and not in a great position to defend herself. She's just not suited for it. She's a small girl. Yeah. you're. She's an adolescent girl. How are you going to fight men in armor? You know, and, and he gives her that lesson. He's like, what are you doing when she's water dancing? Yeah. He's like, are you practicing ways to die? Yeah. <laughs> He's so mean to her. But he's trying to help her in a fucked he up is. way. Yeah, he definitely is. And he's like, you know, the, the whole like Marin fucking Trant line killed by the greatest swordsman. He's like, couldn't have been. The, the implication is he couldn't have been that good. Yeah. And then she stabs him and he smacks her. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? And he's like, your friend is dead because he had armor and a big fucking sword. Like, yeah. This is stop. Stop pretending. You know what I'm saying? And he's just a hard master. He's a hard teacher. That's how he was. You know, he got his face put to the fire. We learned about that shit. Yes. How his father covered it up. How he said his pillows caught fire. 
that whole thing was huge, like a big reveal when he was, after he got bit, remember he got bit? Yeah, Ari wants it to burn it, to cauterize yep. it. And he's like, yeah, okay, keep that shit yeah, away from fire. me. fire, <laughs> you're funny. You're funny, young lady. He's like, yeah, okay. And uh, he just, he's just, he, he kind of opens up to her a little bit. And um, then we have a, a most incredible fight scene when Brienne and the Hound run into each other and the Hound doesn't trust them. Arya doesn't trust them because they're Lannister. They, she's like, that's a Lannister blade or, or... Yeah, although it's funny... Are you working for the Lannisters, you know? It's funny because when they first, like, meet each other and Brienne and Arya start talking to each other, I'm like, oh my God, these guys are going to be best friends. Like, this is going to be awesome. And Brienne's a powerful woman who's going to teach Arya to be a powerful woman. This is great. Fuck no. That is nope. not what happened, even a little. And she was courteous, but then... But that just goes to show you like what's been said. Oh, you know, this this has been going on. And, and she's like, Aria, come with me. I'm going to keep you safe. And she's skeptical. She's like, wait a second. Did you keep my mother safe? Right. That's the first thing she asks her. Yes. And I love the moment. I was talking to somebody at work about this today. And I said, there's a moment before they start fighting when when she says, I'm going to take you to safety. And the hound goes, safety, where the fuck's that? Yeah. That summarizes Game of Thrones to me. Yes. Doesn't it just say, That's a great what quote. are you talking about? Safety. There is no safety. She's with me. She's been safe. We've been surviving. You're not going to step in and change that dynamic. And he was concerned for her mm-hmm. because at that point, he had already been to the bloody gate, found out Lissa was dead. Arya laughs because it's so ludicrous. They traveled yes. all that way for nothing. At this point, there's no... He doesn't, there's not a, a huge skin in the game. I mean, I guess he thinks he can take her somewhere else to get reward. But at that point- I don't he, think it's really even that anymore at this he point. He cares. He's like, what do you mean you're going to keep her safe? I've been doing that. Like, this is the thing yeah. I've done. And he says, everybody is dead. Right. Have a listen. I'll take you to safety. Safety? Where the fuck's that? Her auntie Neary's dead. Her mother's dead. Her father's dead. Her brother's dead. Winterfell is a pile of rubble. There's no safety, you dumb bitch. You don't know that by now. You're the wrong one to watch over her. And that's what you're doing? Watching over her? Aye, that's what I'm doing. But I love that. Safety, where the fuck is that? That's such a poignant moment, and he says it with such passion. Conviction. Conviction. Really, really, that's what it boiled down to, conviction. And then they start the greatest melee of all time. Yeah, that it's fight is the crazy. music, Shit. the ranging across the mountaintops, the heavy punches, the kicks and the twat, the fucking oh, ball God. punches. They just beat the tar out of each other. Yeah, I have a hard time watching like fighting like that. It was like, amazing. I can watch somebody get gutted and beheaded like a million times, but like watching people beat people up is like so uncomfortable for me. And like every time I'm watching that episode, I'm like, I can't look. Like oh, I can't man. look. It's so painful. It's crazy. And the hound takes that tumultuous tumble yes and it's a deep fall and he's not in good shape he's in tough shape and she looks for she by the way we, we i should probably give brianne props we haven't we didn't talk about her brianne is so awesome yeah i like brianne. how it this is like you know this is like your two favorite things in the world fighting you know what i'm saying yeah you're like, you're like, I, don't I don't want, want either one to lose i don't want anyone to lose and, and i remember watching this how it go there was a moment where i legitimately got excited when I was first watching this, when the hound gets on top of, of Arya, uh, gets on oh my gosh. gets on top of Brienne, Jesus. and I was like, "Oh shit, he's going for the mountains move! He's going for the mountain finish! He's on top! He's gonna win!" Like it was like, but then you're like, "But shit, no, I like Brienne." But I'm like, "But wait, don't necessarily kill her. Wait, oh fuck!" And then he fell. I was like, "Shit, what the fuck?" I was going nuts. I try and choose between your favorite children because like, they don't. There's no one? fight in the book that doesn't happen. So I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It was oh. crazy to watch. Yeah, that was incredible. That was so. 
great. I don't know. It, it, it really uh, was. So good. And then the and then to watch them, the aftermath of that, how how Brienne's screaming for Arya, she's hiding up on the rock. She's like, hell no, I'm not. Yeah, and she has her final scene with the Hound, which Ooh, is very good. It's great a great, scene. great scene. And it shows a little about what the hound really taught Arya because she leaves him for dead. Yeah. He's like, please put me out of my misery. He's taunting her because he wants to not be in pain anymore. And she leaves him. Do you think it's because she didn't like him or because she was afraid? I, I mean, I don't think it's because she didn't like him by any means. A 14 year old girl, girl trying to deliver the killing blow. I mean, that's a huge task. I don't think, I just don't think she had the, was ready for that. She's not ready to, to do administer that. Yeah. And I think she took the silver because she knew she was going to fucking need it. She's not yes. dumb. Mm-hmm. And she left. And I think there was some fear there. I don't think she was trying to get back at him. No, and I don't think that she was angry at him. He kept saying, like, oh, I'm on your list. Like, cross me off. Yeah. And like, your I don't little think little list, he says. And he really taunted her. And he was tough, man. It was a genuine moment for him, too, because he was sad, you know? There was sadness there. He knew his life was over. He's he like, unless there's there a maester around the corner, yeah. I'm, I'm done for. <laughs> I mean, like, he knew he wasn't done for. That's what, we, he might still be alive. Guys, we don't know. So we don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. And we hope that the answer is, we'll see the hound again soon. But Arya got her, her coin from, what's his name? Jockam Haram or something? Jock, I forget his name. I hate but that Bravos badass guy, yeah, that coin, like, and the guy's like, whoa, where did you get these coins? He's like, yeah, you'll get a cabin, young lady. Don't you worry. Come <laughs> right on our boat to Bravos. I love it. I love that she's going to be on Easy Street for a minute. Yeah. She deserves Easy Street for a minute. Okay. Let the girl have a break for crying out loud. Yeah. It's, it's, off to Bravos. I love the way she crawls to the bow of the ship and she's looking and you get the cool music and you're like, oh, I'm so excited for her. It's going to be great. way to end the final scene of the season. Sure. It's her on that boat headed to Bravos. I think that's exciting because now we know we're going to see some, some place some, we haven't really seen. Yeah. And some cross story action. And that's We only really saw exciting. the Iron Bank. That's all we saw. Yep. And so I think that'll be really exciting to see. Me too. I think we're supposed to see the Martell's area too. Oh um, God, I can't wait. We're going to talk about them right now. Yeah. So the Hound in the Aria chapter closes. Let's wrap things up with all the shit that went down with King's Landing Good and Lord. Oberyn and Treachery and Tywin and Tyrion and Shay. And this will probably take us into our last 20 or so minutes of this and we'll be done. Wow. So Oberyn Martell. I love me some Oberyn Martell. From the very moment of his arrival, when they're waiting for him and they're like, oh, he's already in the brothel. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to go see him and he's laying around with a bunch of tits and asses in his face and he doesn't care if you're a guy or a girl. If you're good looking, he's going to make it happen. He's laying there with his paramour. What's her name? Eliara or Elaria. Elaria. Elaria Sand. That's my, her my name. paramour. I like yeah. her. He And he's just so awesome. And he makes it pretty clear as to his intent as to why he's there. He hates the Lannisters. His sister was killed by the mountain. Yeah, he hates the mountain, hates the Lannisters. Hates the Lannisters. Doesn't doesn't hide that fact. Makes it pretty clear. Oh, yeah. When he hears the guy singing, when he hears the guy singing the reigns of the Castamere, he's like, hold on a second. And she's like, my love, no. My no, love, no, no, no. No, Superman, not home. <laughs> and he just strolls in there, calls him a little pink man who's slow on the draw. Bang, stabs him in the hand. And Tyrion's like, uh, hi. And he tells the world, and he says, do you know why all the world hates the Lannisters? And I got that clip for us. Do you know why all the world hates a Lannister? You think you're gold and your 
lions and your gold lions make you better than everyone. I tell you a secret. You're not a golden lion. You're just a pink little man who's far too slow on the draw. I think that um, the actor who plays him is an awesome guy. He was so funny on social media, like throughout the season. He posted so many funny pictures and pictures of him in the mountain, like offset. And the thing with Oberyn, and I said this originally when we podcasted, and it's like so important because I really feel that way, is that I never thought for a second that he was going to die. I thought we were building up the story for him to get his revenge. I'm like, this is how we get Tyrion off. Like I saw how- Because you figured he might kill Tywin or something? Right. I saw how this was all going to go. He was going to kill the mountain- Tyrion was going to get off. This was going to be, he was going to get his justice. He was going to be in this war against the Lannisters. He was going to take them down. He was going to be the one. And that's the only storyline I saw. I never saw the the Viper Dies storyline. Right. So I almost feel like I took him for granted when he was there. Yeah. And when he was gone, I was like, but no. <laughs> How no, is this I didn't possible? love him enough. How is this possible? It's like, it was like horrible to me. I'm like, no, I love this man, but I didn't show him the love I should have because <laughs> right. I thought he'd always be here. I don't know why I thought that because it's Game of Thrones. I mean, Jesus Christ, but it was devastating. It was tough. He's so good. He was so great. I hated knowing he was going to die, but I loved watching every second of him on screen. Every time Oberyn, like the Hound and Arya, was on screen, I was so happy. Yeah. He gave so little fucks about everything when he was on the small console, the way he would just sit with his feet up, he would just recline and yeah. relax. The shit he would ask Tyrion when Tyrion was on trial, he's like, so, or he asked Jay, he's like, so did you fuck him like it was his last day on earth? He's like, doesn't care about your convention. Yeah. He's like going to ask those questions. He's curious. He's so open and honest. And that's what's so great about Oberyn. In a world of dishonesty, he's so honest. That's what's great about the Hound. He just tells you how it is. Right. There's no bullshit with the with Oberyn. You know where he stands. Even though he's got this suave kind of roguey thing, he's still honest. Mm-hmm. He hates the Lannisters. That's why I'm here. I'm here for revenge. Yeah. He makes it quite clear. That's why he's there. For justice. And it's cool to see him interact. It's cool to see him interact with Cersei a little bit when she talks about the daughter who's been sent away, who I'm sure we're going to see yeah. if we're going to see the Martell lands. And I would also like to point Dorn. out that he didn't fall for that shit for a no. second when Cersei was trying no. to fucking sob story manipulation. He's like, okay, bitch. No. Nope. Back it up. Yeah. He Don't was think so. not going to get over with old school nonsense. That's what it was. It was Cersei being manipulative and no. using her feminine wiles to her advantage. No, no. She doesn't do that. Um, the, the, the great thing with Oberyn is I, I like the scene when he goes to see Tyrion and he says, I will be your champion. Amazing moment in television. Awesome. 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 That speech that he gives to him where he says, I didn't see this monster everyone was telling me about for days. We wanted to see this monster. Your sister told us he's a monster. Wait, till you see him. He's going to die soon. Anyway, he's like, I didn't see a forked tongue. I didn't see a tail between your legs. All I saw was a little man whose head was a little big with a tiny pink cock. Yes. <laughs> That's what he says. And it it's emotional. That yeah. scene gave me fucking goosebumps. Me and too. It, and it, I, I felt an emotional reaction to that scene. And I loved that that Tyrion did too. Like you could see like Oberyn just saw him for a, a little kid. Like he wasn't, Oberyn, and that's what I mean. He doesn't Oberyn, have these prejudices no, that everybody else has. No, and that's what's so great about Oberyn. He's like, you're just the a people dude, Dorn, man. yeah. You know, and I'm going to be your champion, you know, and that's, and to hate Lannisters and to champion the guy means he must hate the Lannister, the the, uh, the mountain more. Yeah, I think he sees that Tyrion is not really a Lannister. That's right. That's right. I think that there, there's something about that, and there's something about 
that going into it. Like, I remember that episode ending and I was so fucking excited to see this battle. Like, I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing when he kills Were the mountain. Were you not terrified though when they show those clips of the mountain? And they sh- and you were like, look at the size of this guy. I'm like, this guy's going to win. I don't know how, but he's going to win. But guess what, guys? He was not going to win. Just spoiler alert. Sorry. You must have he's started dead. to worry when he started to taunt him. That, yeah, that was a problem in that fight is you get to the point where you're looking at the time on the TV, like the meta thinking. <laughs> right. And you're like, and he like stabs him and he goes down and you're like, okay. Say it. Stop. Stop and just fucking kill him. Just kill him. <laughs> just kill him. Just stab him in the heart. And you're looking at the, the clock on the TV and you're like, shit, there's 10 minutes left. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, it's not good that there's 10 minutes left. And you just know that something is going to go fucking horribly wrong. And when he punches him and basically all his teeth fly out. I, I was like, oh no. It like, my heart was like in my throat for that. It was just Brutal. devastating. It was a horrible fucking death. Yeah. Horrible. And I, I just... It, I don't know. Like they're so good at eliciting like an emotional response from their audience. It was crazy because they recasted the mountain. They, yes. Uh, uh, Half Thor Bjornsson, I think his name yeah. is. He was breaking all kinds of strength records, he's by gigantic. the way. No big deal. He's just breaking strength records while he's in Game of Thrones. But when they show him and she's like, he's like, she's like, he's like, who am I fighting? And, and she's, she's like, like, doesn't matter. He's like, no. Because <laughs> look at you, dude. You're so terrifying. There's the, the way that fight goes. And as you see the reactions from the crowd and at the beginning, like you, you see like Cersei getting nervous and she's Absolutely. like, oh shit, shit. And like Tyrion's like that. And that moment when like the Viper is dead and like Tyrion's mm. just like. The face. Defeated. The face. It, it's unbelievable. I love watching Tywin yes. and Cersei's pants shitting moments when they think that when, when Oprah's handling the mountain no problem he's 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 like too fast he's he's slick yes and then the moments i love my favorite moments is jamie like holy fucking shit he's gonna win yeah. i can't believe this like yes. the faces on him were so great the reaction shots very 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 well done but alas he does not and you know the whole trial leading up to this, I wish I was the monster. I wish I had poisoned him. Those moments were so great by Tyrion. Yeah, I think like before we talk about Tyrion, let's briefly speak of Joffrey's death so Please. we can close the book on Joffrey. Please do. Um, this episode, We kind of touched on it with the Littlefinger stuff, but... The wedding, um, the shit that Joffrey does in this wedding episode, how just vile he is as a human being... Um, how Marjorie is so good at handling him. Crazy. She's very, very Always smart. has been. Always has been. Um, this is incredible because as we're leading up to Joffrey's death, by the way, I had no clue Joffrey died. None. There was no part of me that ever in a million years thought Joffrey was going to die. Even as he was like lying there with a purple face. And they hit I'm you like, what? Season no. episode two or it was three? Like the second episode. Yeah, they wipe him out quick. I'm like, no. No. But yes. Which is incredible. And... I like that we see Joffrey really at a low, low being the freaking shitbag that he is leading up so to his death. Bad. Like it's like such poetic justice for him to die after acting like such a douche. Um, but Tyrion is kind of framed for his death. Not necessarily, I don't think, or maybe because Tyrion and Sansa were married. Maybe Littlefinger did that a little bit on purpose too. It was all Cersei. Cersei was convinced it was him because all will turn to ash, everything and him and the way he was humiliated, the way he's standing there, the way Cersei instantly went to Tyrion immediately. immediately went to Tyrion and you know 
he was such a little bastard. The way he poured the wine on him, he wanted him to kneel. He wanted him to. He wanted to humiliate his, his little uncle. Show with the 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 yep. little people. Yep. The politically correct term is. Yep. And it was crazy to watch that. And he was a dick to Jamie. Remember when he's going through the book of deeds? He's like, oh, yes. it's such a short. There's no nothing in here for you, uncle. Then you see Jamie later in the season. He like goes back to the book and like fucking cries. Like, oh god, <laughs> I wish I was a better knight. <laughs> and he's uh, yeah. It's it's funny how he plays it off too. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. It's tough to get Jamie angry. He's slick like that too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was, uh, he was such a bastard to everybody. God. But that trial after he dies, after, I mean, the purple death dying, I mean. It was pretty epic. It was pretty epic. I think the thing is that you can't say enough. um, And this is what scared me is I was so scared for Tyrion dying. I really was scared of this. And I really thought that Tyrion might end up dead. You must have. It scared me because I can't say enough of how, Peter Dinklage is an incredible actor. He's so good. He elicits, like I keep saying, like this emotional response that you get to the show. The the things that he does, the character that he plays, the way he's able to like just be Tyrion is incredible. So he, good. I can't say enough good things about him. He's amazing. He's he's a phenomenal actor. Yep, he's he's so in the role when he tells the Beatles story. Even that, yes, which is so the weird. The banter between him and Jamie was amazing, and you can really see. And do do we really want to get into the whole Baylor rape thing? Are we going to talk about that? I know we did once upon a time. Oh, what about Jamie rape Cersei? Yeah, and how yeah. in the book it was supposed to be consensual, and how Sorry. the show kind of fucked it up. It certainly did not look consensual to me. Right, because the book, because the show fucked it up. Shame on yeah. What's the guy's name? Alex Graves, the director. See, I'm so mad about it. I even remember the director's name. He's a good Fuck director, you, dude. He's a good he director. He directed though. the finale. Yeah, he's a really good director. Yeah. Well, next time he needs to like know like okay, this is consensual sex and this is rape. I wonder why they did it. Got that it. Way. Okay, yeah. maybe he was confused. Yeah. Anyway, the conversations between Jamie and Tyrion feel like conversations between brothers remembering yes. old times. Yes. They, and they and they are so fond of each other. They love each other. They it's really so, do. The moment they say goodbye to each other, and I, I know we're jumping past the trial. The trial's amazing. But that moment when they say goodbye to each other is uh, incredible. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And, like, and Jamie, like, he must feel so helpless because he's under the yoke of Tywin. He lost his fucking hand. He's training with Bronn, but he, he can't fight. I mean, he's years away from being good with a sword again on his right. other hand. I mean, he has battle instincts. He'll always have that stuff, you know, uh, but he, he, he's helpless. He can't help his brother. What's he going to do? And now he doesn't know. He's right. stuck and it's sad for Tyrion and you feel bad for Tyrion and it's brutal. And then the trial, they just make a fucking mockery of him. It's the, brutal. The speech he gives is amazing. So as good. you were saying before yep. about, I wish I was, you know, this monster and I did it. I'll play a clip. I did not kill Joffrey, but I wish that I had. Watching your vicious bastard die gave me more relief than a thousand lying whores. I wish I was the monster you think I am. I wish I had enough poison for the whole pack of you. I would gladly give my life to watch you all swallow it. Zimmerin! Zimmerin! Escort the prisoner back to his cell. I will not give my life for Joffrey's murder, and I know I'll get no justice here, so I will let the gods decide my fate. So good. So good. It's, Goosebumps, right? Every time it just, I don't know, it gets me. He's so good. Um, 
It's so exciting. Like I said, like when he's like, I want trial by combat. And you're like, oh, man, this is going to be exciting. Who's going to fight for him? And then, of course, as you know, I've read the books and it's like he's going to ask Brandon. I'm like, wait a second. No, it's going to be the Viper. And then I'm starting to think about this in my head. I'm like, holy shit. He hates the Lannisters. Did you think it was going to be the Viper before? It was a before? point where I started to think it, yes. Yeah. Um, and if we have this old evidence, I could prove it. <laughs> no, I was yeah. good with some of my predictions, but certainly not all of them. But well, yeah, when he goes down to see him in the dungeon, he's holding the torch. Yes. And you're oh, like, oh, man, shit. I love it. His conversation where he talks to, um, to, to Bran, right? Not Bran. Wow. Bran is, Braun is the Braun. fighter, is the... And Bronze like, hey, they offered me a bunch of money and a bunch of wives. Gotta go. Fucking peace so out, dudes. Good. I like how the show is realistic. You know what kind of guy Bron is. Yeah. He, he is fond of, you know, he's like, I like you, pampered little shit that you are. Yes. He does he like does. it. He does. But listen, they're giving me a wife. They're giving me a home. And now you're asking me to fight a legitimate giant. He's fucking gigantic. Like IRL. Not I'm a pretend. good fighter. I'm a good fighter. I fought for you before. I killed a guy at the Erie and won. Yeah. I fought I fought for you before. Right I tried the moon by door. But I don't know. This guy's pretty big in the other offer. I could do this and maybe win. I could do this and probably lose. You know, like what what do you yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just a tough call. And, and Tyrion understands. He respects it. He does. Um just like when um Podrick, right, is like talking to Tyrion and Tyrion's like He's like, I, I won't say anything against you. And he's like, you got to go, dude. Leave. And then he goes and hangs out with Brienne, the Brienne yeah. and Podrick show. So, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, the trial was amazing. That yeah. that moment where he's just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to take the blame for Joffrey's death. I wish I had, as we heard. Mm-hmm. But when he says, I've been on trial for being a dwarf my whole life. Yes. And Tywin's like, you're not on trial for being a dwarf. He's like, oh, but yes, I am. Yeah. And he's right. Because Tywin... Never respected him ever. Nope. Ever. Never. And just like Cersei, like she's so fucked up in her head how she's like, he killed her mother. No, he was a fucking baby. He did not kill your mother. He he did not have the foresight thought to be like, I'm going to kill this woman when I come out of her freaking birth canal. Nevertheless, no. but the disease doesn't, you know, that whole thing she says. Yeah. Fuck but, you, you crazy bitch. But don't you see when it's happening with her too? Like when, even when she's, when Oberyn's talking about, even when she was a little girl, she was like, I hate him. He's going to die soon. Yeah. The maesters say he won't live. That's how she's always been. She's yep. so evil. But then you like to watch her too. She's, no, but she is fucking evil. She's great TV. I don't know how much redeeming quality she has. Great TV. Oh, right. yeah. Great TV doesn't mean you're a good person. So she, 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 we should talk about Shay a little bit. The betrayal of Shay. Yeah. Do, do we just want to go into the stuff at the, in the last episode? Is there anything else we need to say over the Lannisters for the rest of it? No, other than Tommen mm. becomes king. Yep. Um, he's still gonna marry Marjorie. Marjorie like sneaks into his bedroom. Is like, hey, I like your cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sir Pounce, best character on the Sir show. Pounce. <laughs> he was awesome. Um, and Cersei is supposed to marry Loras Tyrell, who, by the way, doesn't like women. Yeah. He liked friendly. But um, Cersei's like, guess what? I'm not gonna do that, Dad, because I'm gonna bang Jamie because that's the truth, and we're in love, and all these kids are illegitimate. So Jamie, I'm gonna tell you duh. something. <clears throat> as fucked up as this sounds, I found that redeeming as a quality. But that she does that, yeah. Uh, if yeah. it wasn't her brother, I would no, also but, be okay with this. But you know what I'm saying? Like that she's just like, no, I'm done. She stands up to Tywin. We see Ty- Tywin's downfall, which is pretty rapid. Yes, she stands up to him. Tyrion kills him eventually, but you know what I'm saying? That, that, those moments where they're just done. She's like, I told father everything. 
Let's he didn't want to believe right it. Here. I I choose you, Jamie Lannister. Ugh. Um, incest. I love that, like, is anybody for a second, like, the casting in the show is brilliant because does not every child of Cersei look like Jamie and Cersei had a baby? I know. Like, I'm sorry. None of those children belong to Robert Brayton. <laughs> Let's all be honest. Let's look at them for real. It's literally like you went on one of those apps on your phone and you put a picture of Cersei, a picture of Jamie, and they melded it together and it became Joffrey. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. It's pretty true. Great casting. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's crazy stuff, old season four. Yep. How would you like to wrap? What do you want to talk about here in the end? Well, I guess we'll go just Tyrion's escape. Yeah, that's the most important. Shay's death, Tywin's death. Um, Jamie comes into the uh, the tomb, and Tyrion's like, "All right, this is it. Get on with it, you bastards!" And, and Jamie's it's Jamie. like, "No, dude, let's go." And Tyrion can't believe it. He's like, "Who?" And, he, and, and Jamie's like, "Varys, you have more friends than you realize. Like, we're gonna get you out of here." And they have their very touching goodbye, as I already mentioned. It's very lovely. Yep. Um, and Tyrion's walking away. He's about to go meet Varys. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a second. I have some unfinished business in King's Landing if I'm going to get put in a box on a ship. But how about Jamie Lannister for a minute? How about Jamie Lannister? This is, again, you know why this show is good? Because we're so happy that Jamie Lannister was honorable and went back for his brother and freed his brother, knowing how much fucking trouble that could get him in. And three seasons ago, we were like, you just pushed Ned Stark's kid out a window. Yeah, and I think... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why the show is so good. Yes, and I think something with Jamie that... I, and I, like I said, I just rewatched the finale, so it's fresh in my mind. Is this is after Cersei's like, I love you. Like, I'm going to be stay here and be with you. You know, and she wants Tyrion dead so much. And Jamie knows that. And so here she is finally declaring her love for him. And he still goes and does something that will make her angrier than yep. anything in the world if she ever finds out it was him. That's how point. much he loves his brother. Yep. And I think that is so important awesome. to take note of. Yep. It's really cool. It's not like Cersei's like pissed at him. She She's like, I just told our father that we're lovers. Like, hey, let's do this after Tyrion's dead. And Jamie's like, no, he's my brother. And then Tyrion takes that freedom and he gets rid of two characters. One in Shay. Bitch. Yep. She's dead. She went for the knife though. So she, maybe maybe that would have ended in death. She did. And, and I felt sad. I felt sad for Tyrion. Oh, God, he's so good. I don't know what else to say. But it, it was sad in the scene when he killed her and the way it was shot. And that's a tough way to kill somebody. That Oof. takes a lot of strength. Like you're really, it's like you stab somebody. It's like, oh, I stabbed them and they're dead. It's sh- like it's you just, are killing somebody. I mean, can you imagine a face-to-face strangulation? I mean, that's just, that's why this medieval shit's so bonkers. Like the way they would fight back then, it's crazy. And then, and then I felt so bad for him when she was testifying against him. I'm like, oh, brutal. And you could see just what how heart-wrenching bitch. it was. And that heart-wrenching continues into this kind of rage, like, yes. you know, you're done. Sleeping with the father, I mean, that was the nail in the coffin. Oh, that disgusts me. It doesn't surprise me. But it's like, and he says when he speaks to Ty, he's like, I loved her. And he did. The whole. Yeah. Oh, Tywin, he's a douche too. Jesus Christ. I'll miss that fucker though. He was great television. Yeah, he's a great actor too. Um, Great death. Great. Tyrion got to, again, give a great speech and, and say things to him. And to the end, Tywin was so condescending and patronizing to him. He's like, I was never going to kill you. Of course you were. Mm-hmm. Like, Tyrion doesn't believe that was. for a second. No, and he shouldn't. I mean, he's so, but like you said, that whore, let's go talk in my chambers. Like, and he's like, no, I fucking killed her. Like, what do you mean? I'm not going to go with a dead body. He's like, oh, you're scared of a dead body? It says something to not only shoot your father in a rage once, but to reload that bow 
and put a second bolt in him yeah is some you've you've gone beyond with Tyrion. Yeah. You know that and they they show you they frame them loading it and he it shoots takes time. it. It takes time. It takes forethought. Like, yeah. That's some deep, deep hatred. That's the difference between when you go to court, you say, oh, I murdered my husband because I was pissed off he was having an affair. And like, no, that's what we call first degree murder, where you really (laughs) sat and fucking thought about it. That's when you go to jail for life with no bail or get the death penalty. Yeah, it was was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. No doubt. R.I.P. Taiwan. Yeah, he'll be missed. He was so good. And it's great when um, Tyrion goes to meet Varys and he's late and Varys is like, what did you do? Like, right away, Varys is like, what did you do? Because Varys isn't stupid. And as we spoke of earlier, again, not enough Varys this season. Way too little Varys. Um, and as we said earlier, you know, the bell starts going off, and Varys all of a sudden is like, I think I'm <laughs> going to just get on this ship, too. Yeah, I'll okay. hang out with Tyrion. He sits next to the little Tyrion box, right. and it's like, okay. The little Tyrion <laughs> box, I know. <laughs> Poor Tyrion. So that's how it wraps up. God damn, that was some good television. Great season. Great season. A lot of really, really good stuff. A lot of really great episodes. And, yeah. and I don't know. I'm really excited for next season. I hope that Me it's, too. I think that it, it's going to be great. And I, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I don't want to, I'm not going to get too much into what, what are we going to, what's going to happen? But uh, this is just kind of a primer or a little season four wrap to get all your, get all your juices. You guys can flowing. remember all the important things that yep. happened. Get all your juices flowing, get you acclimated to uh, what's going to be happening and uh, entertain you and give you a little something besides a three minute introduction before the season kicks off. So yes. there you go. Um, that's it. So we're going to release this primarily on Tuesdays. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. So this episode is going to be hitting either on Saturday or Sunday, the Sunday of Game of Thrones or the Saturday before. I kind of want to get it to you before Game of Thrones. It will definitely be up before Game of Thrones. You'll have time yep. to listen to this before your little season five party that you guys are going to be throwing with yep. your little Game of Thrones cookies and your glasses <laughs> of wine and crossbows and things. Dude, I made a cookie shaped like ice. Isn't that sick? Wow. <laughs> and then your friend breaks it down and makes two other cookies and gives them to your enemy how dare they damn it Oath keeper <laughs> anyway. so i'm glad by the way i'm glad that 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 uh lannister blade didn't kill the hound that would have pissed me off even Aww. though it was forged from ned's sword the hound might still be alive we'll see we'll just hope <laughs> so yeah you'll be able to get this episode these episodes on tuesdays primarily typically. the tuesday after the show airs on sunday that gives us time to to record typically on Monday. Get your thoughts. We really want to hear what you have to say. Yep. Get some editing in. You can always email the show and you're going to get all the contact information at the end of this episode. So stay tuned and um, don't be afraid to email us. Talk to us. We want to hear what you have to say. If you like what you're hearing, rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. It will really help us. And don't forget, we got two other podcasts out there. So we uh, very much look forward to what we have coming and uh, we're looking forward to the arrival of winter because shit's about to get hectic in Westeros. All right, that's a wrap. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out LSG Media's coverage of A Game of Thrones. Make sure you check us out on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net, where you can see other shows we have, like The Walking Dead and the Science Fiction Film Podcast. All right, folks, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Have a good one.